0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where audiences and critics disagree about movies and we pick a side. My name is JJ, and with me, as always, is my co host Keith.
1: Hello.
0: The very angelic Keith. I'm trying to switch right. things up with Rising <laughs> to the Heavens. And- Um, and, uh, with us today, coming back to the podcast, our good friends, Colleen and Kyle. Welcome back, guys.
2: Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us.
0: Um, good to see you guys again and bring you back on the pod. So, uh, today we are here to talk about the 2008 comedy movie Step Brothers, uh, starring Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, and directed by Adam McKay. Uh, This movie falls into the category of having a negative score from critics and a mixed to positive score from audiences. Rotten Tomatoes' scores are as follows. Critics approve by 55%. Audiences approve by 69%, appropriately enough. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. Eyebrows, eyebrows. (laughs) And uh, the critics' consensus Brothers indulges in a cheerfully relentless immaturity that will quickly turn off viewers unamused by Farrell and Riley and delight those who find their antics hilarious. So there you have it. Not surprised that the critics are not really taking to Brothers, And I actually expected the audience score to be a little higher than the 69% approval, but I, I think that the 69% of audiences who do approve love it. Like, they are really into it. Like, their score should count double. as this movie has a very, like, passionate uh, fan base. So, uh, tell me, like, you know, is this you was this movie you guys were on board with when you had first seen it when it came out in 2008?
2: So, I personally was a, a big Will Ferrell fan back in the day. Um, like, Anchorman had been my favorite movie in high school. And then... Uh, I was very excited about this one, and it just never hit for me. It just seemed like another one where Will Ferrell was playing, like, a wacky character.
3: Mm. Yeah, I definitely saw it. I just don't really remember it. I, like, oh. know, I know the memes. I know the quotes. Uh, but I don't think it's anything I've ever felt super compelled to, like, rewatch over and over again. Um, so oh, okay. So it's a okay. nice Interesting. down memory lane. <laughs>
0: So, maybe um, not as much of a standout Will Ferrell movie as, like you said, like something like Anchorman. Yeah.
3: Well, I'm also biased because I was an extra in Blades of Glory, so.
0: Oh yes, <laughs> that's right. We're, we're talking, talking to a celebrity. That. Right. Yeah, we're only like separated by from real Farrell by a couple degrees here.
3: Not to brag, but he licked the face of the woman in front of me. So. Oh wow, so close. I just wish it was yours. I know. So close that I could have time. vicariously licked <laughs> real Farrell. What could
0: brother's. have been so close? <laughs> um. What, what about you, Keith? Uh,
1: what's your history with Step Brothers? Uh, this is a sentence I never thought I would say. I am the 69%. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love this movie. Um, my history with it, and I, I mentioned it before, and I can't remember the episode, is the one summer where we only had stars on our TV. They played three movies. Oh, it was our Cross the Universe episode because the stars played maybe like two times a day. Across the universe, Con Air,
0: and Step Brothers. <laughs>
4: what a combo! <laughs> I know. I, I like
1: the, very specific, the
0: holy, very specific demographic they were going after. The
1: Holy Trinity, the Holy Trinity. Uh, <laughs> but Step Brothers, even if that summer did not happen, I this movie. Look, it's not. It's it's in his top ten. It's not Anchorman, but it hits all the right. It's absurd. It's non it, it deals a lot in non sequiturs which is like the gate, one of the gateways to my humor. Like it's so yeah. goofy and does not take itself seriously. And I like it was such a delight to see this movie again.
0: Yeah, you know, absurd is definitely a movie. I I would start, a word I associate with this movie because this movie and other like Will Ferrell, Adam McKay movies. So also anchorman like talladega nights i feel like these movies exist in some universe where there's like a combination of normal people and absurd people but like the normal people are just used to the absurd people so like sometimes like they're they just go along with the crazy antics other times they're like shocked or confused other times they go along with it (laughs) it's like um and will ferrell is always like one of the absurd people with, when this movie first came out, I kind of didn't get it at first. Uh, I was I was like initially more turned off by how overly immature the main two characters were. But then the more I would catch it, like on TV, for example, uh, the more it grew on me, and the more I would appreciate what Will Ferrell and John C. Riley were doing. Just sort of like they just came up with this concept to let their comedy wings fly, I guess, basically. Right. They're kind of just unleashed and are like, so uninhibited in this movie that, okay, like maybe not all of it works, but I just appreciate just like the raw energy they're putting into this. Cause they're so like reckless and destructive in this movie that, uh, you kind of just have to, for me, I just gave in and I, the more I watched it, the more I liked it.
2: I completely forgot um, that they bring the, the Christmas tree into the room in the middle of the, the, the day, uh, Sleepwalking, and that's just what I think of when I hear destructive.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like that is like the peak of their destructiveness. The most destructive sleepwalking, which, by the way, like also the most unrealistic Can't sleepwalking. <laughs> Can't wake them up. Can't wake them up. Like they are very. They- and that's the other thing I find so funny, too, is basically Will Ferrell and John C. Riley's characters are, like, the same character. They're, like, exactly the same. Yeah. They both sleepwalk and are crazy. They both love cable television. So they're Yeah, they're both super immature and spoiled. I think it's funny, and I also thought it was funny that they hate each other at first because, like, they're, they're the same person.
1: <laughs> oh, my, like, oh, even they, watching this movie for the umpteenth time, they're funny but the support, everyone in this movie gets like, I don't know like Adam Scott, Mary Seenburgen, Richard Jenkins, Catherine Hahn, even like the supporting, supporting cast in this sh- the movie shines, I don't know, it's Adam like, Scott, this movie just lets everyone run wild and Adam McKay really knows how to, he got it.
2: I was, we were saying uh, earlier that like, I-, I thought Adam Scott was like, probably my favorite part in this oh, movie, because yeah, I mean, <laughs> His ability to play like completely different roles—he's like so likable in Parks and Rec, and he plays such a great douche in this. Yeah, the best introduction.
0: Oh, the Yeah, to yeah.
3: Place. Uh, <laughs> this is
0: like for this is just a few years before he got on uh, Parks and Rec, and yeah, he's definitely playing like another really absurd character. He's, but it's it's funny, we we actually, this is our second movie in a row that has both Adam Scott and Catherine Hahn. We <laughs> talked about last week, uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and they're both in that. Uh, and and in Adam that Scott's mo- also an asshole in that. <laughs> he is, but in that one, he's playing more of what is more like a down-to-earth jerk in a sort of way, and it doesn't work as well. Here, he is such like a cartoony bully that I totally find it hilarious.
2: I, um, what was it, uh, the the scene where, yeah, the introduction where they're singing in the car is is something that I used to sing with a, a couple of my friends in college all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that Dane Cook line.
0: Oh, yeah, Dane Cook D- is on an hour, let's Dane
2: go. Dane Cook, pay-per-view, 20 minutes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the
1: most... That's the most- 2008 sentence
0: (laughs) yeah very of its time
1: he also has
2: such absurd like name drops every once in a while he's like yeah i was um i was at like a new year's party with uh chad michael murray and then there's another one he's like talking about like i was hanging out with seal
1: mark cuban (laughs) chris chris daughtry (laughs) yeah
0: chris daughtry i know
1: when he lifts up his shirt he's like did you get abs like i like that is a that i love that 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 joke always makes me laugh. <laughs> I,
2: mm-hmm. I rub these things down with coconut oil after every shower.
0: <laughs> what, what I also got kicked out of too was he does this really douchey thing where he abbreviates everything, right? It's like, um I don't know, he's talking about selling the house. He's like, Oh, i uh I won't charge any commish. Like everything is like some really lame abbreviation of a word. <laughs> he said I'll do in, it for like, six what- and gigs. Yeah, yeah, shit, I got yeah, I got my lice for shits and gigs, no commish. Like, oh, man, <laughs> this is, like, so perfect.
2: Well, the, also, the hugging scene at the end where him and Will Ferrell try yes. and hug for the first time.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, this movie definitely prides itself on a lot of physical comedy, yeah. and also, like, not just, like, the big moments when things are getting destroyed, but, like, the awkward moments, too. Will Ferrell has several awkward sort of hugs, that With he, Richard I, Jenkins, yeah, yeah. But just, pretty, I feel like he does it almost in a way that the actors are unprepared for. Like when he's kind of gonna hug Richard Jenkins or another character, you know, it's just I could, I can almost tell the actors are almost unprepared for like <laughs> Will Ferrell's awkwardness that he's forcing on them. You
2: don't have to call me Mister Doback, okay,
0: Doback. Dobak. Dobak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I'm kind of thinking too, as as much as like Mary Steenburge in this movie, she's right. That Mary Steenburge or Bergen, I think it's Bergen, 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 Bergen. Mary Steen, my mistake. I'm sorry. I'll just call her Mary. <laughs> Mary and Doback, which is funny because uh, she's
2: also his mother in Elf.
0: Yes. Yeah, right. In fact, some people think that this is like a continuation of Elf. I've heard that. That, <laughs> like, between movies of Elf and Step Brothers. Uh, I guess like she divorced James Khan and he got the son and like Buddy the Elf stayed with Mary Ste- Steenburgen and then like that's where they are now and he's still like a very immature adult. <laughs> so I kind of I, I kind of like that idea I a little bit.
3: I want to read into that theory. That so good. And, uh,
0: it kind of works perfectly.
2: Yeah. We also looked up, apparently she's only like 14 years older than him. Of
0: course. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean Wolf Ferrell is like yeah, a little up there. He's, he's yeah, he's a middle-aged man, and Mary Steenburgen is not that old. Yeah, and that's
2: and that's the only thing about this movie I find to be unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's it. Everything else spot on. I did think to myself too, like this mom, as sweet as she is as a character, she raised two monster children. Yeah, she could not have been that good of a mom if that's how these kids turned out. Uh, that's well,
1: true. yeah. <laughs> well, as the therapist says at the end. You're an enabler, exactly. and you're a keeper. <laughs> you're a keeper. <laughs> I, the fact that this movie has no, uh, like, no serious arc, I'll tell Like, it doesn't end on this. Uh, like, one movie that came to mind that, uh, and comedy movies can tend to do this. They kind of lapse in the third act. And the movie that came to mind is Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like I, I think what I do enjoy Wedding Crashers. It's a really funny movie, um, but it kind of you know the roller coaster goes down, except for Will Ferrell's cameo. But it kind of goes down. It becomes an actual like movie, and this one
0: God, this one goes all the way up with the fucking Catalina wine mixer. I love it. Yeah, the energy does not go down at all at any point really in the movie. Even like you know when you get to like the family like falling apart towards the end of the second act like it's still like balls to the wall energy it's still crazy doesn't have like a sad sort of like oh no they're gonna be divorced now it's like that just like you know you're not really invested in the story from like you know you're concerned about this family point of view you're kind of like i i I, the more i watch the more i enjoy like the the dad's mental spiral as these two (laughs) children just continue to make his life miserable You destroyed my boat, you goon.
2: (laughs) Okay, what do you just shut up and tell us if you're going to invest or not.
0: (laughs) I thought it was so funny, too, that in their music video, they kept the footage of the boat crashing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is clearly an edited video, uh, but yet they included the boat crashing (laughs) in the final edit of the music video. (laughs) I think
2: I recognized that the first time I watched it. (laughs)
0: It's like, what? Why did they keep this in? <laughs>
2: the artistic decision.
0: Yeah, that was like, oh, okay. See, this um,
1: movie, this movie brings joy to people, and I've met people who do not like Will Ferrell's humor. I like. I can understand people not. If you if you don't like Will Ferrell's humor, you're definitely not liking this movie.
0: Oh, this is like all him. I know he wrote the story with the director Adam McKay, but I definitely feel like this was like him being like the the driving force behind this movie. Um, so, yeah, like, if this is kind of like an ode to, like, him and his fans. You know, he he already had established a big fan base. And even if, like, you know, like you guys were saying, you're fans of Anchorman, his past movies, but you weren't as crazy about Step Brothers, um, at least, like, that would get you in the, the theater, the fact that this is, like, a Will Farrell movie. Definitely, Let's play a game. All right. Mm. On the count of three... Name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Favorite non-pornographic
1: magazine to masturbate to. Good
0: Good housekeeping.
1: housekeeping. If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John John Samos. Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. His 2000s were pretty, like, you know, it started off with Zoolander, and I think that's, like, early like 2000 on the dot but 2001 then he, 2001 then like anchorman really kind
0: of oh even before anchorman though old school that was that's uh, true. 2003 i think right before elf and uh yeah that was like him really i feel like coming into what we would know him as this you know frank the tank you know we're going streaking <laughs> yeah this like crazy guy and I feel like that kind of persona would just perpetuate over his next few movies. I was
2: gonna say yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, it, it was it was Elf, Old School, and like Zoolander. I think were were the first three, and then and then was like Anchorman, the his like the one that came after that.
0: I, I always yeah. I, Anchorman was two thousand four, and I think that is really what solidified him as a comedic powerhouse, right? Because it was a huge hit, and even though he had other big hits before that there was something about Anchorman that just seemed to be like so much bigger in terms of like, you know, it was like an instant classic when that movie comes out. Right. And everyone's quoting it. Everyone loves that one. Uh, so I think from that point on, people just are like, Oh, you think of comedian comedic actors, you think of Will Ferrell. He was like automatically like the most popular comedic actor at the time for the next several years.
2: I just, uh, I always think like, Old school he was playing a specific role, uh Elf he was clearly playing a specific role, and Zoolander he's playing a specific role, but in like Anchorman he was just kind of acting like a doofus and I felt like that kind of like persona carried through to like all the other roles for like the span of like yeah. like, like ten years.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely like again like knights you know, Step Brothers. Although actually, um then after this movie he comes out a couple years later with the other guys. Yeah, that's and... kind of a different role. That's like a doofus in it. That's a different kind of
1: doofus. Yeah. The, dweeb. yeah. The, the confidence like isn't a... there.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's like a
1: robot in that and movie. Which that's is... another great. You know, basically the same
0: team of uh, McKay and Farrell of just the absurdity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he does play a different kind of character. And actually, I, I really liked him being paired with uh, Mark Wahlberg in that movie. I thought they were like. Mark Wahlberg is so great at reacting to crazy shit that uh, you know pairing pairing with Wolf Ferrell was genius.
2: I do want to say, just throw it in there. The campaign I would feel like mm. is in this realm, and mm. I I really loved that one because that one just like consistently got more and more absolutely insane.
0: Yeah, that's right. I almost forgot about the campaign. Actually, underrated like that, one. Yeah, yeah. Him and Zach Galifianakis. I think because in that movie they're both crazy. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, as opposed, yeah, you know, as a, that kind of had maybe a similar energy to Step Brothers, where he's paired with someone who's also like a similarly absurd character. Galvanicus yeah, is to.
1: basically playing Terry, like you know, like the you know he has his mustache. He's not playing like a, he's not playing the Hangover kind of Zach Galvanicus. He's playing his like uh, his twin brother almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know I think um he had I think after like the mid 2010s yeah Will Ferrell didn't really have as many big hits anymore um yeah I think well a huge a huge step back for him was uh the Sherlock Holmes movie he did with John C Riley, right. which was like, so poorly received
3: I, I never saw it yeah did you guys see that one
0: i I didn't but it looked really bad it got really bad reviews and it looked like they were trying to still capitalize on that like the same kind of chemistry that they had in this movie, Step Brothers, right? Like the people were, yeah. You know, that movie has such a. This movie, Step Brothers, um, people like who did love this movie loved the the two of them together. So it seemed like they were trying to go for the same kind of appeal in um, Holmes and Watson. I think it was called right. the elevator pitch to that. Like I think when you know you read a synopsis,
1: you read um, you read like you know oh they're making this movie. You're like oh that's act that. Could be really good, and then you see the poster, you're like, it might be still good. <laughs> then you see the trailer, you see the tra- you're like, you trailer, like I, I remember it being out. an awful trailer, and it's like, I don't even think they're, I, they're these are probably the funniest jokes that they're using, and apparently they were right in the trailer. Yeah, that's a bad sign. Yeah, did actually, so any, I did oh. see. Oh, sorry, we're you gonna say Keith. Did any of the now one movie that I've heard mixed like i've heard people who really enjoyed the this movie um i think it came out during quarantine was when he plays like a swedish guy with eurovision Uh, okay okay, you know both of of you guys are giving divided looks right now one is smiling and one i'm not going to say who but one is smiling and one isn't uh but i've heard very mixed things literally i think like i've heard people who loved it and people who was like i'm not even going to try
2: i'd I'd be down to get in on that divide films uh podcast but uh i thought it was um i thought it was all right uh i there is there are two songs because it's like it's part musical because it's like a singing competition movie and there are two songs that i uh love and one of them specifically made it onto my most listened 2020 playlist on spotify <laughs> he listened to it really? all the
1: time. yeah <laughs> one is nominated for an oscar so it might be that one i
2: would presume <laughs> that yeah makes
3: sense.
0: yeah i i did see that one but maybe i need to go back to it because i don't really remember much about it maybe i didn't wow. really pay, pay full attention to it yeah but
3: i think it was one of those ones where you just kind of like are enjoying yourself but you'll probably forget about this and like a week. It was, <laughs> it was also it was, that's Netflix's similar vibes. motto.
0: It
1: was that's in Netflix's the heart of the movie yeah, motto.
0: <laughs> I was getting similar vibes to Blades of Glory just because I don't know, like, they both seem to be set in like cold weather, I suppose, and like Will ferrell is dressed very sort of like glam rock in a way. That's true. Right. It uh um, it was
2: in the heart of the pandemic, so at that point it was more like if we get any new content. <laughs> and we can watch a full movie. Uh, you didn't, no, we didn't have to pay for it, but it, it just felt like a slight step back into normal. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I might, I might revisit that one, because I, I had it after the first time I saw it. Um, and then actually, you know, before Step Brothers, there was, you know, he had this span of, like, movies where his characters get progressively more crazy. But in 2006, he actually came out with this gem of a movie that I really love, Called Stranger Than Fiction. I watched that. I'm not sure if you guys know that I, one. Excellent movie. But I heard it was really
2: good. I I remember thinking that was uh yeah it was it was like a I, I had never it seemed like such a unique uh concept.
0: Yeah, it's really good, and Will Ferrell gives a very great and very reserved dramatic performance. So I find that so funny. In his career, he goes from like Ron Burgundy to like what's the guy in Talladega Nights? The character's name? Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Bobby. Ricky Bobby, and then he's, like, this character, Brennan. But in between, he plays, like, this, like, just um, regressed IRS-like guy who has this beautiful arc, and it's, like, a really great movie. I would um, recommend people see Stranger Than Fiction. But just, that was 2006, right in the middle of this sort of, like, you know, comedic uh, streak he had going on. It's his Truman Show,
1: almost. I was going
2: to say. The, the plot of that is that like um a writer is um basically writing a book and all the events seem to be like happening to Will Farrell and they're like all near death yeah,
0: yeah will farrell starts hearing like a narrator and it turns out it's a narrator writing a book about him and he has to uh find out who the narrator is because the narrator like foreshadows his death so he has to like figure out who the narrator is and prevent her from writing his death basically so uh but it's 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 really good that's like the logline premise i'm not like spoiling anything there's a lot more to it than that uh so that that one is like yeah i feel like it came and went but people should like stick onto that one
2: yeah i'd watch that i'd
0: but you know, and then John C. Riley is an actor who is already known for both comedic and dramatic performances, right? He's an incredible
2: like, singer, right? I mean he he performed in uh in Chicago. The the yeah, the movie Chicago? Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. He he did sing in that. Uh actually there is a funny like Oscar performance that they did. I don't know what year this was, but there's like a funny bit where at the Oscars one year, Will Farrell is singing like a comedian at the Oscars is the saddest clown of all. And then Jack Black gets on stage is like, Hey, like, let's get revenge on these like dramatic actors for casting us out and then John C. Riley gets up and is like you can be both dramatic and comedic. Look at me. <laughs> I chose to be both in Boogie and
1: Talladega Nights. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. He is in Boogie Nights, right? One of my favorite movies. Like he, he is. I think, I think Talladega Nights was his first jump into comedy. I could be right? wrong, but he has mainly done. Like he was Kevin Bacon's. Thief buddy in the River Wild. He was Boogie Nights. Uh, He was uh, Magnolia. uh, Gangs of New York. He was mainly doing like prestige character acting. I think he was nominated for Chicago. And I he did a total one eighty. And I think he's kind of stole the show in uh, Talladega Nights. Him and Sasha Baron Cohen.
0: uh, (laughs) And that kind of jump started theirs yeah and then then he's in this or he's like totally out of his mind in this movie uh i mean like even i kind of liked him as a petulant child even sometimes more than will ferrell because like little moments like when he looks at when he's getting yelled at by the dad and he's like dad how can you talk to me like that i'm your son <laughs> I'm <not laughs> like, for that little manip- yeah like the manipulative <laughs> things that like spoiled children do and he totally gets it down perfectly <laughs>
2: I um I wanted to I was looking back at my notes because I remembered I jotted something fun uh interesting I thought down and there was one thing I recognized that um this is the second movie where Will Ferrell eats animal poop.
0: What was the first one? So he obviously I believe
2: he has he, he yeah. eats the the, st- the belly full of a uh, white dog poo, and then <laughs> in Anchorman. When he says, uh, screw right. you, San poop. Diego. Exactly. Fred Armisen makes him eat the cat poop.
0: Yeah. You will eat the cap poop.
2: I will not eat the cat poop.
0: That's right. <laughs> he didn't. He just licked the dog poop in this, right? No, he eat the I, whole He does thing. say,
1: I got a belly foot of white dog crap in me. And he laid uh, this shit on me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He seemed to get over it pretty quickly. I also. And eat dog crap. I
2: also love. Wh- why are you so sweaty? Oh, I was just watching Caps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know the cops isn't on until four o'clock they like they're the same, they have the same tv schedule these two guys i have to say that house was like a really nice house they have
2: the whole upper floor has that like balcony
0: it's nice and then like the sunken living room and like the paneling and everything i'm like oh man and then they're constantly destroying the house <laughs> that they're fighting i'm like jeez like i'd be upset too this is a beautiful house they're ruining
2: i also i also really loved when um like at the beat when they first have their first dinner and they're eating chicken nuggets and they're both just like mm. staring at each other over like dominance and <laughs> will ferrell's like oh i remember drinking my first beer and then, like yeah. John C. Riley's like, oh, it's so funny. Uh, the Last time I had laughed at that, heard that I fell off my dinosaur, and then, and then <laughs> Will Ferrell just like starts crying.
0: Yeah, he's like, He loses that that argument or that like battle of insults and starts crying. Did were they eating? Actually, was it Dino Nuggets they were eating?
2: They they didn't seem. I wouldn't standard. be
0: surprised.
2: They, they seem like they had little like shapes and like edges. So it would make sense. Cause I mean, like, as you know, I'm a, I'm a dino nugget aficionado. That's
0: true. Oh yeah. I mean, for everyone out there, uh, you know, Kali and Kyle and I have been on a few Airbnbs and, uh, you know, like getaways, and they've always included, uh, the dino nuggets. Can, so we're familiar. You
2: can taste the dino.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but that's actually perfect too. I mean, like my niece, my three-year-old niece, will like demand nuggets for dinner in place of like what's been prepared right like it's like that is such a perfect thing of like spoiled children's so, like <laughs> eat nuggets for dinner instead of like what is actually prepared what's your favorite dinosaur velociraptor <laughs> <laughs> what were the other things they had in common it was like if you were a woman who list.
2: would you have sex with john stamos john john <laughs> what's your of favorite course. non-pornographic magazine to master me too
0: Good housekeeper.
2: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. That's what I'm saying. Like, only... only this, There will only be one person in existence who has all of those things <laughs> that they answer to. So the fact that there are two people, I'm like, they're like clones of each other. Well, watching Will Ferrell sing Let's go
1: and Something to Talk About, And like everyone's like, he's the best singer.
2: <laughs> Especially at the end. Love. Love. The Coast It's And I had a big lunch. <laughs>
0: yeah, when when um he's singing uh like time to say goodbye, that is like the ultimate like non sequitur sequence. When you're getting these really bizarre fantasy <laughs> sequences, that I totally get it. I mean, like this is like basically again like from Anchorman, Talladega Nights, on Step Brothers, the absurdity increases with each movie, and it almost is like peak at that point where you're getting um. Will Farrell bursting into his therapist's office as a lumberjack, and he's sporting like a huge erection on par with his anchorman erection.
4: I've traveled then,
2: five thousand miles to deliver my seed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my God! And that actress, and John C-
2: that actress is from yeah, I'm, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, and uh, and also uh, hot wives of uh, Atlanta. She's really funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah,
0: I, I knew I recognize that I've probably seen her in bid parts in all different kinds of like sitcoms and stuff like one off appearances and then uh, the John C. Riley fantasy with Catherine Hahn is what like was it one of them like some weird fantasy creature? It was like a Lord <laughs> of the Rings like yeah, <laughs> He's like <a> centaur. The
2: <laughs> kind
1: of funny
0: enough, the one with Adam Scott is actually like kind of sentimental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like sweet. <laughs> Although I can't help but notice like in that. Childhood flashback. They're like basically the same age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Derek. Uh, and by the way, they have like no resemblance no. to each other whatsoever. Derek. We actually a hold on a second. Hold on a second, because okay, it doesn't track. Obviously, like it's not. This is not really a continuation of Elf. But if you know this, Derek is like a jerk. Is that who his like younger brother and Elf turned into? <laughs> it could be. They, they, he'd
2: mm-hmm. have to age a lot.
0: I mean, he was a Jets fan, so I wouldn't be surprised if he turned out to be a royal douche as an adult. <laughs> and if I offended any Jet fans, good. <laughs> uh, anyway, we don't need your support. I, no. Uh
1: Our viewership just totally. <laughs> from. I, 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 I think the reason that, the reason why, uh, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell have to even get up on stage is. Why I love the humor in this movie is her, and I think this is only in the uncut, and I didn't realize I was watching the uncut. Is like Horatio Sands's <laughs> band is like we only play '80s Joel, and you got a guy <laughs> going like, go, he's like, play, play, we didn't start the fire. We only play
0: '80s Joel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's uh, I love. That's like a very specific cover band. '80s Joel.
2: Like, get out of here and get your skate wipe out of here, like, oh, oh, no. and yeah. we'll
0: that's like if there was a cover band for van halen but only after david lee roth left the base. <laughs> it's like what what is the point point? and i i gotta give this
1: movie like top marks for comedic use of dogs and that's something i noticed on oh, this God. rewatch is anytime someone is running around outside <laughs> that blind guy's dog is like tr- jumping on them And when when they're fighting, I I even had to pause this. When they're fighting out in the lawn, there's like eight dogs. Like some of them are on leashes. Some of them aren't.
2: I was saying, I love how it's always the service dog. Like you're so horribly trained.
0: He's able to, um, he uses that service dog when he's pretending to be a Nazi. That's true. To scare off potential homebuyers. I think that's so funny. I mean, like it totally makes sense in the context of the movie that they dress up as a Nazi and a clan member to scare off potential home buyers. But anytime I see that, uh, like I see that and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what did people who were maybe driving by set think to themselves? <laughs> <laughs> and they see Will Ferrell in like a Nazi suit That
2: Nazi guy looks a lot like Will Ferrell But it's obviously not, it couldn't be <laughs>
0: Well you know, Will Ferrell was also in the movie adaptation the of The Producers Where he played a Nazi who wrote <laughs> Springtime for Hitler
2: I, I've, I've never seen the new one I've seen the original which I thought was great
0: Yeah, well the the 2005 one is based on the stage musical, right? Mm-hmm. So it is, it is a bit different what's funny about that too quick little tidbit in college i was in a production of the producers and just like in the ensemble and you know we do in the second act it's springtime for hitler you know it's in the show and like apparently the student who was bringing over parts of the costumes which included the nazi armbands accidentally dropped them on the bus (laughs) everyone on the
2: bus saw that's almost directly from the movie the pacifier
0: oh man like what like can you possibly say in that situation um but yeah anytime anytime you have like comedic use of like like a nazi or a clan like what do you say to someone when you're like getting ready and they don't know what you're doing
2: there was in in the movie the pacifier vin diesel there's a a character who's like a, a gonna play in um the sound of music and they're like oh god we Uh, found the swastikas in his room what is he getting into and it's no he's just going mm -hmm. to play it in the musical
0: (laughs) just your typical comedic misunderstanding
2: (laughs) oh boy (laughs)
0: um yeah so i'm trying to think the rest of the oh and the other flashback which is my one of the best movie flashbacks of all time is describing is the mangina (laughs) sequence (laughs) that is just so classic like even if you're even when i wasn't totally on board with this movie when i first came out i still loved that sequence you know brendan has a mangina and like the old man who gets really into it <laughs> that's the best <laughs> that old guy who's actually getting up and he's like fuck yeah <laughs> he's like, he loves it that's the best moment in the whole movie for me and the
3: mom like when she was when she's describing the story, and she's like, "Oh yeah, it was awful." Everyone started singing it. Well, yeah, I had I had to join in a little bit too. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and then then, some
2: of the ruder parents got involved. Also.
0: <laughs> and then they're describing how Derek won the contest by singing "Ice Ice Baby" and both by lip syncing. But- by lip-syncing, think, by lip-syncing and then, it. And then both, like, yeah, the mom and the dad are like, well, it is a great song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, you're either on, like, if you're in tune to this movie's humor, it works in all the right ways. Right. And I think that flashback sequence is just, like, a great sort of encapsulation of the movie's energy, right, yes. in the best way. And maybe it can be a little too grating to get, like, a whole 90 minutes of that if that's not really your cup of tea but just a little snippet of that i feel like um can work for anybody
2: so let's do this you know you guys are hired you're in you know unless you're like the weirdest guys ever and i don't see it great
0: Is that a fart? I don't know. I can taste it on my tongue. And actually, so the other thing I thought was interesting too was, you know, during their interview sequences, one of the people they interview with is Seth Rogen, who you know he's he has a cameo as one of the interviewers, which I thought was so like like prophetic because I always thought like I noticed that in the 2000s comedies like the biggest comedies were this like frat pack like a loose uh combination of like ben stiller will ferrell owen wilson luke wilson vince vaughn you know like and some other people here and there and then the next big comedic group to take over was like seth rogan's crew with like james franco and jonah hill and stuff so seth rogan appearing in this movie i feel like it's almost like a like a sort of uh passing of the torch in a way
2: I could hear that.
1: That's a good observation. I could yeah.
2: See
0: that. Well, Judd Apatow, I think I I kind of forgot that he produced this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, to to because he kind of had his hands in all kinds of comedies. <clears throat> Keep that in. <laughs> uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, he kind of had his hands in all kinds of comedies in the two thousands, even if he wasn't like the main creative force behind it. Keep that in, too. <laughs> well, now, it, is there a comedy?
1: It, has Seth Rogen and his crew passed the torch? or they,
0: I don't think they're still going, right? Well, the or problem is... That, is, has that
1: expand, is comedy even irrelevant, at least a comedy movie?
0: The problem is, and I saw a really interesting article about this in The Ringer years ago, that these sort of what are like mid-budget, like mid-level budget Uh, comedy movies don't really even exist anymore right so they're not like the most like expensive blockbusters obviously but they do have like uh like i said a mid-level movie budget because you hire like these like you know a-list stars you just don't need any like big special effects or anything uh and they would make a decent profit right so if this movie costs like, $80 million to make, maybe it, like, would net a profit of, like, two or $300 million. Like, okay, decent chunk of change. But, like, you know, as much as I like the MCU Marvel movies, I feel like now studios are like, wait, if we can just make tons of movies that make $900 million... Then why not just make those <laughs> and like forget these mid-level budget movies? And I feel like that's kind of happened. You don't really get these kinds of movies like you did in the from like the two thousands and the mid twenty tens. Those have kind of gone away.
1: That's true. Or they
0: all go to. St- I mean, I feel like you can. You get like, indie there- comedies now. You
1: get yeah, you get indie like dramedies or comedies. I would put like Taika Waititi in that. Mm-hmm. I think like the the last big budget. Uh, movie or comedy was probably Game Night, and I could be wrong. That that was a like. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like every once in a while you get something like that with like horrible bosses or the good boys. I, but I I watched. Did any, did any of you guys watch uh, Barb and Star? I was about yep. to say to, Barb and Star. <laughs> Barb and that's, Star. That's <laughs> Barb and Star go to Costa del. Dynam- that yeah. movie, like. Attempts to be something like this, like a movie mm. that we're talking about here. Yeah, like work quirky characters doing, uh, <laughs> like doing absolutely insane they things. Just
2: crank up the kookiness! That first scene where they like do the the drink and it has like the drugs in the end. That whole sequence was <laughs> so great.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, was that? I'm not familiar with that one. Did that come out more recently? It was-
1: uh, that know, that I mean, was like was one bad. of those like what do we do with this do we put it in theaters do we I think yeah. they released right. it on VOD. Um, uh, I think funny. you had to pay for I, it. Yeah. Yeah, it went. Okay. I think it went to video on demand, and I think it it did remind me of like a movie from like, or at least like that feeling of, the two thousands movies that yeah maybe yeah. these uh, these mid level Bach uh comedies that we don't really see that much anymore.
0: Yeah, because I feel like the the great thing about those movies, maybe they're not the movies like, for example, like an Avengers movie that you wait like months to see, but like you're aware that they're coming out. You see the trailer, you get interested, and then it's like, what do you want to do this weekend? I don't know. Well, you know what? Uh, Step Brothers just came out, so let's go see that. You know what I mean? It's like the kind of thing that fills that fulfills a, a very specific need mm-hmm. that uh, I think maybe as moviegoers we took for granted. <laughs> I think so
2: i i like this actor so i imagine that this I, I'll, I'll i'm willing to pay my money and sit in, like for two hours i was
0: yeah yeah exactly like oh i'm a yeah i'm exactly i'm a fan even if i don't love it like it was something again to do on like a saturday night and like you know with like family or friends or something would um, you allow a sequel t- to Step Brothers? yeah uh, would you allow? I
1: mean, <laughs> actually, yeah. Would you allow? Would you allow? I'm going to... I'm gonna putting my foot to down that word.
0: I, I, I agree I'll put my foot down. No. You know, because you know what? Here's the case in point. Anchorman 2. Not good. Didn't work. And, you know, it was obviously a cash grab.
2: I was devastated. I really wanted to see it. And I, I remember there were only... There was only one part that I thought was genuinely funny. And it was, uh, it was when Will Ferrell Goes Blind... But he starts, like, confusing mm-hmm. how, like, he thinks that now all of his senses somehow have, like, gone. And he's like, I, I, yeah. I'm blind. i blind. I brushed my teeth with a live lobster. And people are like, couldn't you have, like, felt the claws? He's like, I'm blind.
0: <laughs> yeah. There were some moments where I, like, chuckled a bit. But the movie as a whole just felt completely pointless, right? Even if I did laugh here and there uh well, an even more uh extreme example Zoolander 2 Ugh. one of the worst comedies i have ever seen I didn't make it which that is movie. S- it wasn't worth such it such a shame because i fucking love the first zoolander movie oh, that's- so yeah n- don't make a sequel i tried to
1: i tried to get a – I um i really enjoy coming to america and then i'm like oh i'll watch coming to America too. I really could only get through 40 minutes of it. Really? And I really, I'm like, I, I'm on board, like, the Eddie Murphy comeback train. I, But, I, oh, wait, did you enjoy it? Oh, we haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. I was, oh, I, th- I, I thought high. you are saying really is. No,
3: I had high hopes for it, so it's disappointing <laughs> no, to hear.
1: It, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, maybe you could get through the whole rest of it, but I... I, I think a lot of co- at least comedies, sequels that are coming out now, it's like I enjoyed Borat 2. I'm
2: thinking of Dumb and sure. Dumber the, the most recent one.
0: Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber 2 did not look – I didn't even bother seeing that. Uh, and actually, I also want to make a quick point. I feel like Step Brothers kind of in a few ways – Is like an updated version of Dumb and Dumber because you have basically like two very like like immature dumb characters who are constantly doing crazy things. And even if you think about the cast, you have like one guy who is known as a comedic powerhouse, and you have another guy who actually was previously known mostly for dramatic roles, but actually steps into the comedic role really well. And then they have really great chemistry. Uh, So like yeah, maybe a double feature. If you want to have like you know a night of comedies, you know Dumb and Dumber and stuff like that. This movie was made at the right time with the right people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's again like for me, it grew on me. But the more I think about it, it is a very likable movie. Um, But you know, critics at the time thought it could be a bit mean spirited. I read that a bit through the the uh, critiques, and I kind of see that a bit. I feel like it's so heightened that comes off as ridiculous, but I can see how, uh, that sort of like, like, you know, when they get beat up by the kids, like, yeah, I, now I see, I think it is funny in hindsight, but at first it just comes off as sort of like nasty. Like what? Like, why are these kids so mean? (laughs) These kids are so aggressive.
2: I remember we were talking about like, uh, how it wasn't even the kid. Like I felt so bad for like the parents and also, um, uh, Adam scott's wife Catherine Hahn, like their mm. lives were awful oh yeah <laughs> and I, I i was gonna say i especially liked um what like the second introduction we get to adam scott when he's telling the story about going fishing and he's like uh talking about like the bonita fish and, oh, yeah. and john <laughs> c Riley's like are the bonita fish big and his dad's like do you shut up you're, you're ruining the story and adam scott's like no 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 i'll, uh, I'll answer it they're actually called a trophy fish, yeah. so yeah. they're kind of big. And he they're says it like... Yeah, they're kind of
0: <laughs> And then he loses his place in the story, and the dad loses it. I'm like, damn it, I told you not
1: to <laughs> Loses his place in a story that you really don't need to lose your place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, but I can kind of see that. The one thing I do have to say, like, 13 years later now, the one thing that I don't think really holds up as well is there are yeah, there are some like um, like homophobic jokes mm-hmm. that don't play as well all the years down the line I'm not saying you know as a gay man I'm not really like personally offended but like there are some times I'm like ooh like it seems like they're hitting this note a little too much you know like the kids are like you know oh is this your butt buddy and then even like the brother you know s- you know like says it like there's like there are some like gay jokes around there and I get it like they're immature but like it's a little like questionable like is it you know is it the movie being immature or are the characters in- being immature i'm not quite sure
2: there were there were also a couple of hard r's in there uh yeah,
0: yeah. i will
1: say... I, I don't want to like def- like i'm not i don't i'm not defending the movie but it like i just finished uh my pro- i i think my last quarantine watch of this quarantine <laughs> of uh, how i met your mother (laughs) no i finished i just watched uh did my rewatch of how i met your mother and that also i think any a lot of things a lot of things in the 2000s even our favorite stuff has you know from the office to 30 rock has those kind of jokes and it's you can all throw them in the umbrella of like we love them and yeah it does not stand the test of time very well
0: yeah another one uh super bad as much oh, as boy. i still think that's a good movie like you know they definitely throw around some, Even some words Virgin. i
1: mean like they have that whole
2: scene where they like say like you know how i know you're gay
0: yeah yeah exactly and uh it was you know again it's up to time and they just you know i'm not saying people should like boycott these movies or anything but it just probably is not something they would do now mm-hmm.
2: Basically. We uh we were just watching uh there's a, oh, I'll have to send it to you but there's a video where it's so like uh, a person watching the a movie that they love from like the two thousands like oh this is like my favorite and they get like through two scenes where it's just like all the worst things and it's <laughs> it's all like the greatest hits of what you would expect doesn't age well from the two thousands yeah
3: it's so good mm-hmm. oh my gosh
0: oh man yeah I'm I'm sure <laughs> like. Yeah, again I like I guess I I have nostalgia for these 2000s comedies. Um but yeah, I'm sure like not all of them when you revisit them will hold up as well. Like you know, actually like uh, years ago, I revisited one uh, from the year 2000 itself, beginning of that decade. Dude, where's my Oh career? boy. <laughs> I really oh, liked God. it when I was 9. <laughs> Right, as a nine-year-old, I thought it was really funny, and then I rewatched it a few years ago, and I'm like, "This is yeah." You watched awful. it with me. Yeah, <laughs> so we watched it bad. together. Nice. It, it was so bad. I always
2: say that I feel like the Hangover is a funnier version of Dude, Where's My Car? Because they're yes. looking for yes. something that's with them basically the whole time, and they go on upstairs. After adventures. a crazy
0: night, ap- after a crazy night out, they don't remember what they did. That they had to retrace their steps. And, of course, like, you know, they, whoa, what did we do last night? So much partying. And all this crazy stuff happened. So that one, yeah, definitely did not age well at all. I think you had to be, like, 9 or 10 to enjoy it. (laughs) That's right. Um, And then, yeah, it's funny. Then you mentioned The Hangover, which is a similar concept that comes at the end of the 2000s, 2009. And I kind of, as much as I kind of liked The Hangover, I felt like it started this trend in comedies I did not like, which was comedies were just, like, things escalated way out of control and it was kind of less about the characters and more just about like the chaos right mm-hmm. and that was kind of like game night we mentioned that too like game night but like terrorists get involved like, <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> okay like there's another one office christmas party and then, then there's also like a kidnapping thing and guns involved and stuff like whoa, the, whoa, like whoa whoa <laughs> whoa like Rogan
2: what and joseph gordon levitt and anthony Mackey.
0: Oh, um, um... The the, Hol- uh, the Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Christmas one. Yeah, that one escalates, too. So the I'm Harman like...
2: Barb Star, too. Right? Barber Star? Yeah. I, I was, when you guys were saying well, uh, Game Night, I, I was thinking of um, uh, The House, is it, with uh, Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell? That one also goes oh, yeah. insane.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, where they, like, have to... Um, they turn their house into, like, an illegal casino How or something. How was that?
2: I, um... I think, like, the first time I saw it... Uh, I remember thinking the trailer didn't look good so I had low expectations and usually when I go into a movie with low expectations it uh it outperforms it and I remember thinking that oh okay it was still pretty dumb but there were a couple things in there where I was like it's not bad
1: it, uh, you know No a mm. movie like that does sound good on paper and I remember looking at the cast list I think like Joseph- Jason Manzukes is like the third mm-hmm. lead in that uh, I'm just realizing mm. that I missed a lot. I I like I missed a lot of like Will Ferrell's two t- uh, 2010 movies. I haven't seen Get Hard or the I one. If, if that's the if that's the one he did with Kevin Hart. Um, I didn't right. see that. Uh, I didn't see either of the Daddy's Homes. I he didn't did see. Oh, I was about to say yeah, the one Euro where he's like Vision. the stepdad. I didn't yeah. see, and that's, I'm that's no, I like I find Will Ferrell to be. Hilarious! I actually think he's one of the best, like, late-night guests you can have on a show, uh, especially with Conan. Um, but, yeah, no, I feel like those – I just – yeah, I don't want I, – I just didn't come on my radar at all. Yeah,
0: I mean, not to say that those movies um, don't have, like, the same comedic potential, but it just kind of seemed like when you look at his career, like the 2000s were his time – and we also mentioned, like, just again that that whole group's time, him and Ben Siller. We talked about Ben sillier on our, on our previous week's episode because they were, you know, again part of the of a similar sort of like frat pack. Who's group. the next comedic actor? We'll do a deep
1: dive of. Will it we'll be do you? Jim Wilson. Carrey? I actually was doing a deep dive of Jim Carrey yesterday, uh, just going like, wow, he had a really good. He was the powerhouse of the '90s. Of the '90s, of
0: yeah. The, like
1: like grand slam each movie even the bad ones
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well they all made tons of money then like you know here comes like will ferrell and ben stiller um and you know actually so not just uh seth rogan's like crew in the 2010s but you also had like uh, melissa mccarthy coming out with a bunch of big movies uh because she broke out in uh, bridesmaids um so like she definitely was like a big comedic name then uh, but then, yeah, I feel like in the last few years, it's been mostly more like indie movies, like you mentioned. But I gotta do throw in. Um, I
2: loved Spy, Spy yeah. with her and Rose. Yeah, Zarin. I thought Spy, Spy is great. Spy great.
0: That surpassed I, my expectations. Actually, I was
2: I was blown away. And after yeah, you got that, I uh, thought that was that new one coming out with uh with Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer and Jason Bateman's gonna be in there. I'm getting I'm getting oh, strong we, head uh, head shakes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which
0: one is that?
2: Uh thunder force
0: i know uh,
1: uh, i i i feel like melissa mccarthy sometimes does these movies that i'm just like no <laughs> <laughs> like well, there's one where like i feel like you you kind of even forget they exist but she did i remember seeing a trailer where like james corden's her ai oh yeah and, and i i yeah i, I, did that come I out, think yeah? the whole mm. I, I, who knows the world <laughs> said no I, and, uh, went. and I funny. think Melissa McCarthy is also hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, some some of these movie choices from
0: all these comedic actors can be some pretty crappy. <laughs> well, I think the biggest fault that so many comedy movies have is that sometimes they rely too much on the comedic actor to make the material funny when it's not funny to begin with. Yes right so like and that can happen to any comedic actor right uh because it's like you just think he'll make it work or she'll make it work so like um again like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, like Holmes and Watson well they were great together in Step Brothers so they should be great together in this right I kind of like, thought that's what
2: happens I, I know I'm gonna get disagreement but I kind of thought that's what happened in this movie I, I didn't think there was oh, okay. much of a plot I thought they were just like you guys are hysterical do funny things and
1: i think i think there's a it's i think they did a very heavy they did like a curb your enthusiasm they did a very heavy outline of how the story's gonna go because <laughs> yeah. i think the bloopers for this movie are also equally hilarious and you can see those. that the editors had a lot to work with in terms of picking yeah, the best
0: lines well um yeah like uh, same thing from uh like Anchorman, for example, uh, the credits showed a lot of those like second, third takes that, that are still funny, even though they weren't in the final cut. Um, but, you know, with Step Brothers and also I think with like Anchorman, for example, both neither movie really has much of a plot because it seems like even though there's sort of a loose thread tying them together, it is – the both movies are like a, lot, like a lot of just sequences, right, of things going on. Um, So, you know, like, in this movie, you have, like, the interview sequences, you know, you have, like, the kids being the MUP sequence, and, you know, they're in a specific order, but you can, like, just pick your favorite scenes and watch them, and they're, you know, maybe it can be just as good. Uh, Same thing, like, in Anchorman. Like, we all love, like, the big brawl Mm -hmm. in you know, the alleyway with, with all the other news teams, right? Like at what point, what precedes that and what is after that in the movie? I can't remember offhand, you know, it all is kind of just like little vignettes of these characters getting into all sorts of crazy situations.
2: I do got to say, I love in, at the end of Step Brothers when they, beat up the kids which is a really bad yeah. thing for me to say out loud <laughs> i i'm not gonna run for office anymore uh <laughs>
0: we have him on record saying he likes like, it
2: when you beat up kids <laughs> but
1: hey i'll get the podcast podcast more play like he said on the divided films <laughs> podcast controversy, controversy on itself an
2: <laughs> but but when and there's the one scene where they're like they're back to back and they're like spinning in the air and kicking the kids and then like white mm-hmm. doves fly out of nowhere I, I, I <laughs> the, love the
0: John, that uh, the John Woo effect <laughs> <laughs> I I liked in when they're when they're the ones getting beat up by the kids. There's the one funny shot of them both under the seesaws and the kids like taking turns like sitting on them. Like at what point in this fight does that happen? Like I don't know. It just happens at some point.
1: Also, like I, I even though they they're beating up kids, it's a movie where like it's so absurd. I bet it, so, a I, I I bet it was a great day on set for the whole like just right. like what it's, they
0: could come up with in the moment and stuff. So I'm saying it's, it's in this world. It exists in this world that they established that like, I'm not offended by two grown men <laughs> beating up children. They just have like, as was, this is just a crazy world filled with crazy people.
2: Going uh, on uh, – so I was going to say, first of all, like when I was re-watching that, uh, like it seemed like all of, the, all of the kids that they were hitting, like when you watched it back, it was like these are all clearly like just short adults in like kid wigs, <laughs> which like <laughs> makes sense because that must be a really hard thing to try to film. Yeah. And then secondly, yeah, right. Will Ferrell must really <laughs> – I'm trying to get you all the controversial clicks – but uh, Will mm-hmm. really must like the the comedy of beating up kids because in the campaign he punches a baby. Oh, that's right.
3: That's
2: right. And the puppy, the dog, uh, from The Artist.
3: That's not funny.
2: <laughs> you went too far. <laughs> kids,
3: <Wow>.
0: babies.
2: Okay. <laughs> I have my limits. Adorable dogs. That's, no, no, no. There's no place for that. You
0: know you know what, Colleen? You'll be invited back. Podcast, but I don't know about Problematic.
2: Problematic. <laughs>
0: Um yeah so you know this I you know this is um just I don't know, I would say this movie would be like the perfect one though to talk about Will Ferrell just cuz I feel like even though it's maybe not your favorite one it seems to be like the peak of Will Ferrell's like comedic s- style you know what i mean I could definitely and see maybe that. maybe you might prefer more balanced out with like other actors or you know mm-hmm. in other situations but um i think you know again this movie has a big i would say cult following the people who love yes. this movie really love it yes and um they keep going back to it over and over I again. i was
2: gonna say i will i will absolutely like post this interview on like my facebook group but i'm like afraid that i might lose some friends when they hear that i'm not giving it rave reviews because my friends watch out this movie.
1: and i'm happy to become friends with those people <laughs> you
4: can be
3: replaced <laughs>
4: Well, certainly when his father and
1: I split, that was difficult for him and. This one time when Brennan was seventeen and Derek was fourteen and Brennan decided to enter a talent show. He sang a song from an old pirate musical. But Derek got his football buddies to replace the choir and sing. Brennan has a mangina.
2: Brennan has a mangina.
1: Finally, the audience and even some of the nastier parents started singing, Brennan has a mangina.
3: And I have to admit, for a little while, I sort of joined in as well.
0: So um, I think now we can just uh, sum up how we feel about this movie and then give our scores and see where we side with. I feel like this might be, uh, this could go either way, I feel like. I'm not sure where we're going to land between audiences and critics. So let's let's find out. Uh, let's start with Colleen. What would be uh, your score for Step Brothers? Oh
3: man, I have to give a percentage, huh?
0: That's right.
3: Uh, Fifty.
0: Right 50. down the middle. Yeah. Wow. Because okay. Here's
3: my thing. I love dumb comedy. I love it, but I need a plot for them to like play off of and be clever, and it's hard. Yeah. Like I it's 50% cuz I like enjoyed watching to watching it. I was entertained watching it, but I'm not like, oh man, we got to rewatch this
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, mm. anytime soon. Whereas like not That's not an movie. insane. I mean, uh, you,
1: <laughs> that's not you're you're close to the critics. Yeah. Even the audience score is 69. Like you're that's not right. insane.
3: Yeah. It's like it's very fun to watch them, but I think and I saw one critic say basically the exact same thing I said. Like this should have been an SNL sketch that would have been amazing, but instead it's mm. like 90 mm. minutes long. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is a, a folly, uh, that is a, that is a criticism of many like SNL inspired movies or movies with SNL cast members,
2: right? <laughs> All
0: right, so 50 for Colleen. What about Kyle?
2: i uh was gonna say 40 but then when you said 50 i'm like i feel like an even out would be nice so i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh, 45 percent
0: wow okay yeah
2: i um so similar to what you said jj um i i like a plot uh i like a movie like you can keep it incredibly absurd and the plot can be incredibly dumb that's actually like my favorite type of movie where the plot is just like full of random coincidences that clearly would never happen mm-hmm. in real life but this one it just it seemed like nothing was really like going on for a while and they were just doing Shtick. yeah just like 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 silly things but it just it really did just seem like it was they said john c riley and will ferrell like just be insane with each other whereas yeah. <laughs> right. like even something absurd like the campaign or um, uh, Anchorman, like they put them in like absurd scenarios and then they had to ah. be like the characters in those scenarios.
0: Okay. So you think maybe like in those movies they gave like them more to do, right? Like there's more of an objective or more of like a circumstance and, for their characters to play off. Of.
2: Yeah. They didn't, they didn't just have to be nut jobs themselves. Like in those movies mm-hmm. they were put in like crazy situations and then they said, how would a nutjob act in this crazy situation? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I get But that. also, I, I just want to fi- say, Will Ferrell likes eating animal poop and beating up children. Yeah. It's very clear from these. Apparently.
0: <laughs> Those are his signature, like, <laughs> you know, comedic touches.
2: That's the, that's the campaign. Uh, that's this. And that's
1: Anchorman. Oh. All right. I guess I got it. Uh, all right. Uh, Step Brothers fans, put down your pitchforks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm I I would like to do a list of like like my favorite Will Ferrell movies and performances. I've never thought to ever do that. I like to think that this would be in my top ten. I do think it ranks higher than Campaign. Maybe Campaign would be an honorable mention. Who knows? Anchorman is probably in the top three. That movie. Yeah. I I think what's special is yeah about Anchorman a bit. He he's playing a character doing these. You, absurd situations and this one him and john c Riley are just basically themselves like exaggerated spoiled brat version of themselves but i love this movie it hits all the right notes humor wise where it wants to go like absurd non sequitur from from Richard Jenkins, Adam Scott, Catherine Hahn, you uh, I just want to roll you up into a little ball and shove you in my vagina. I quote this movie a lot. Rob Riggle's. Boo. Uh, oh, yeah. I love
0: it. 82. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, you know, um yeah, for like a quick thing on the supporting cast members that we didn't get to real quick. We we went we actually went on quite a bit last week about Katherine Hahn about how we think she's like you know, uh, a really great comedic actress. And she again, she was an anchor man in like a very bit part. And then, you know, she was in this where she kind of like grew more. And then I think for all those of us who watched Parks and Rec, we know her as that campaign manager, <laughs> right? Uh, so, you know, she was, she's good in this. I feel like this might have been like a good like step forward for her. This is like where people, people to, started
1: to really notice her,
0: to recognize her. And then also, um, uh, Richard Jenkins is one of those actors who's been in like tons of stuff as these sort of secondary characters or supporting characters. Um, But maybe he's never been in the spotlight himself, but I, I I kind of enjoy him being like the straight man in this. And I don't know. He's somehow able to, Make the misery enjoyable to watch. He wants to be a tyrannosaur. <laughs> he wanted to be a Tyrannosaurus. He's not that straight in it. Like he wanted to be a
1: tyrannosaurus
0: you know rex. A human being
2: it never could have happened. Wow. yeah. The, when
0: when he's like, it, it's Christmas and he's like, I'm going to cheesecake factory. Yeah, <laughs> of just, all the places to go, of all the places to go, he goes to the cheesecake factory. Come like I don't know that kind of that. And cheesecake.
1: That randomness. <laughs> Just,
0: I feel like that scene could be played as like kind of depressing because it's like clearly this family is falling apart, but the fact that he chooses cheesecake factory <laughs> and the way he just sells it, um, I don't know, Richard Jenkins, like just he just knows what he's doing. Um, if I when I first saw this movie, I probably would have given it like similar to you guys, I would give it like mid fifties, but again, it's grown on me, and um. Not my favorite Will Ferrell movie or performance, but um, I think it's one maybe I'll go back to a little more often than I would have before. So I think I will give this a 70%. So uh, I think we're going to be close to the middle there. Ooh.
4: Ooh. Yes. (laughs)
0: 61.75. Wow. So let me look at these scores here. I don't even know how, I, I'll let we you once again. We are really close in the middle here. We are, so 61 point what? 75. So like, okay, let's let's round up here. <laughs> let's round to a whole number. <laughs> uh, you don't have to get totally like scientific here, but 62% that is literally right which that's 7% higher 62% than 62% is
1: it, the average between 55 and 69. Jeez, <laughs> right in between. Wow. Damn it, guys.
3: size. <laughs> I think we well,
1: both agree we both I don't even know how to score this.
0: Well, I'll this tell you this, in the past like in previous like I usually go by like the numeric like where are cuz like it's a like spectrum, right? 0 to 100. You have the audience needle, the critics needle, and wherever our needle is to is close, regardless of that kind of like 60% fresh threshold, you know, like, like, for example, if the critics are at 59, we're at 61 and audiences are at like 100. That's still closer to the critics, right? Yeah. But fresh I since rules. this is an even tie, I do have to go to a tiebreaker, which is that threshold. Of sixty percent or higher is fresh; lower is rotten. We are higher; it is a fresh, and that is on the same side as the audience. So, you know, I kind of had to go through like I don't know the <laughs> bylaws. I yeah, guess this, this is
1: what Jeff Pro, the when uh, the people on Survivor do when they don't know, like you know, <laughs> it's like,
0: I mean, unless it's unless one like, of you guys has an immunity idol, you want to play to like void one good. of Can our I scores. We gave one to uh, Kyle
1: last time. <laughs> Dang it, I trusted you, Kyle.
0: And now you're using this immunity idol against me. Uh, but alas, there are no twists on Divided Films. At least not yet, not until we're desperate. But for now. You gotta do an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Ooh, yes. I think he does have a couple of uh, Divided movies. He's am sick of that. Uh, yeah. one of the kings. If you do the
2: happening, I would love to do that.
0: Yeah, that one. Even like the most recent one, Glass, I believe, is divided. Shattered. But anyways, for the Step Brothers, we are officially siding with, by a hair, by technicality, the audience. <laughs> but even though you guys are like, you know, more negative about it, I still think like this is like the sentiment overall, right? Like they're still definitely enjoying a soft
2: spot. it. I, I I still appreciate. Right.
0: It. You're not loving it. Yeah, exactly. You like you don't love it, but you know, you did find some like enjoyment out of it, which is like a lot of people. It's just, you know, none of us are one of the big diehard fans. This well, is Keith a good film. This is I'm I, like hey, Joaquin Phoenix apparently
1: is one of the big diehards. This is his favorite movie. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That
0: was what that was what I was found out
1: during my research. For
0: the Joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang man. Well, I mean, uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Who knows who else out there is into it? I mean, I I don't want you don't want the Joker on your ass so watch I
2: was I was gonna say uh, when I was looking up like what were the movies before this that Will Ferrell was in? I forgot that he was in Austin Powers for a second.
0: That's right. Oh, he was in Austin Powers. Very badly uh, burnt. Musaba. It It smells like almonds. That is not a good sign. You shot me. What was the character's name? Fez or something? Or like?
2: I, th- I think it
0: was Mustafa. I. Yeah, my Mous- name is Mustafa. I'm the man I, who'll be killing you now. Yeah, and he had like to right. think about being being asked the question three times in a row. Damn, Damn three, three times. <laughs> don't forget I too. About he... that. that was great, and he has to go into the whole line of questioning. Uh, and then don't forget too, he was his first like starring comedic role. I think was Night at the Roxbury. Love that movie. Chris Now that, that I think, is also divided and also has a cult following. I am part of that cult. I drank the Kool-Aid. Maybe a follow-up to this one. So, yeah. Um, And, you know, for all you Will Ferrell fans out there, too, uh, there's a really great uh, making of the movie Elf, which speaks to how people, like, had doubted Will Ferrell's star power, and he showed them wrong. So check that out if you get a chance. Um, thanks to Colleen and Kyle for yes. joining us again on the podcast. Always a pleasure. Thank I'm you. Well, Thank
3: uh, you for, for, having, for having, us. having us.
0: Great seeing you guys. And, uh, you know, definitely, again, would like to have you on. Uh, Kyle, you've given negative scores both <laughs> times you've been on the show. So I will try to find a movie that you will like. I, uh,
2: I hate fun and happiness. So yeah. yeah. Good luck
0: That's why me. Interesting. All right. Well, that definitely makes it a challenge, but I'm up for it. Um, But until then, guys, uh, thanks again for listening, and join us again another time. Okay, thanks. Bye.